You're listening to Alicast, a deep dive into innovative and emerging trends in e-commerce, online payments, and digital entertainment. Brought to you by Alibaba Group. Today, we're joined by Euromonitor's APAC Research Manager, Herbert Young, to talk about the biggest trends in e-commerce to watch out for in 2024. Euromonitor, as I'm sure you're all aware, is a market analysis provider, and Herbert is based in Hong Kong with over a decade of experience in consumer research. Herbert, thank you so much for joining us on Alicast. Thank you for inviting. Glad to be on the show. What was the biggest trend that emerged in 2023 that you think will continue to shape e-commerce into 2024? Yes, uh, that's a very good question. All of the many trends that we observe, I believe the generative AI trend, what we call Ask AI, is definitely a key trend, I believe, which is shaping the consumer behavior this year and beyond. With the launch of ChatGPT in uh, late 2022 and early 2023, the adoption, uh, not only for companies, but also for consumers, has changed the consumer behavior across the globe. ChatGPT is more a way for consumers to aggregate the information available online. And then they can simply ask whatever question they want. And then the ChatGPT, the language model, will help come up with the answer. Might not be 100% accurate, but at least it saves the consumer time to help them to evaluate what information is available on the internet. And why it is more relevant to e-commerce is because it's easy for me to understand what product is available in a offline retail shops. I can just walk around the shop like once and then I know what product I can buy now. But for e-commerce, there are hundreds of e-commerce sites online. Each of them have slightly different positioning. And I need to surf for many websites to find whether I can find a better value of the product that I want. So it's a very time-consuming process. It's way more time I need to shop in an offline store. Alibaba is definitely one of the first adopting company in China. And Wenwen is a very powerful tool that not many companies already uh, adopt it in their own customer journey. So this is something that will definitely shape the industry this year and in the future. Yes, I think as you have written at Euromonitor, consumers are using AI and asking AI in their everyday lives. So they expect brands, merchants and their shopping experience to keep pace. Yes, definitely. Because consumer nowadays, uh, they are really demanding. They are not demand something that is cheap, but instead they are looking for something that worth the value. Especially we know that in China or Greater China region, and also this also applies to the Western Europe, the overall economic condition is not that good. So people are thinking, okay, with the same amount of money, how can I spend it smartly? Therefore, uh, they rely on different kinds of tools to help them to justify their buying decision. And so AI is therefore very influential in terms of the consumer decision making. Now, that's interesting because as merchants often are thinking that this value for money and conservative consumer means that they have to offer massive discounts. But what you're talking about is just finessing the consumer journey and allowing them to discover what they really want, what they see as value for money. Yes, that's true. Because uh, we need to admit that over the historical period, many merchants across the world are taking advantage of the information asymmetry of consumers. 
So therefore, there are some e-commerce company, maybe they price the same product at a different price in different areas. And this is something that consumers across the world are a bit skeptical about it. Why are we paying a higher value for the same product? It's just because I'm in another location. ChatGPT2 is actually the tool that helps the consumer to search. Is there any other better offer with the same product at a different site? It's a very interesting time for the merchant to admit this because they need to rethink. Why are we charging a different price compared to our competitors? Uh, is it because uh, there's something wrong with our business model or our value chain operation? Or is it because our product is truly different from others? We need to explain to our customers. So that would be the key challenge for every merchant to face uh, in this year and next year as well. So we've explored the consumer journey side of generative AI, but what about for content creators and um, for the wholesale side? In Alibaba world, that would be alibaba.com. Is Gen AI helping make them more efficient and smarter in terms of supply chain management? Well, definitely. Um, for content creation, um, this might not be such a big thing uh, in some of the English-speaking market because maybe they have less barrier in terms of a language. But for China, this is a big issue. If we look back over the past decade, there are some interesting news saying that the translation in China is not really accurate. So this is because they don't have a tool that can help people with less uh, English proficiency to translate the product content correctly. And ChatGPT is definitely the perfect tool for merchants to use now. It saves them time, saves them money, and they can help them to deliver their product message accurately. Yes, and it brings to mind on AliExpress, which is our international platform bringing Chinese suppliers, merchants to the world. Mm -hmm. They have just launched a suite of AI tools called Edge, and it's helping merchants with those kind of pain points that you're talking about. Herbert, looking back at the start of 2023, a lot of China pundits were really bullish on economic growth again and the rebound after the pandemic. But as the year progressed, they became disappointed with the sluggish return and cautiousness of the Chinese consumer. Looking ahead at 2024, do you think that there will be a rebound? We need to admit that the fastest growing phase of China has been passed. It's not because China are not growing. It's just China is growing at a more normalized growth with the second largest economy of the world. Are we going to expect China to grow as fast as other less developed market? We shouldn't have this kind of expectation. So therefore, let's say using the e-commerce festival as example. This year, many people trying to compare the Diwali festival versus Black Friday versus the Double Eleven. Are you asking to why India growth is faster than China? Because they are different economy at a different stage of development. So therefore, for merchants, they want to set their strategic business plan in China. They need to be realistic in terms of what they uh, expect to set a growth target for China. If they want something that have a very high growth rate that is only applicable in a developing market or maybe something like emerging market that is less developed, 
go to those markets. If you want a more a well-established market that consumers are mature, technology are more advanced, everyone has a rich experience in handling these different types of services and products, China can be your consideration. Could you tell us a little bit more about your survey and your latest report for 2024 Consumer Trends? Sure thing. So on the survey side, Europe Monitor conducted annual voice of consumer survey on a global basis. So what the survey does is we will draft a long list of questions targeting different topics. It can be about the digital consumer behavior. It can be uh, focusing on the lifestyle of different consumers uh, across the world. And for every survey, we generally uh, cover uh, over 30 major economies across the world by market. And for each of the market, we make sure that it is statistically representable. So therefore, make sure that each of the market have around 1,000 respondents that represent different types of demographic features. Earlier this month, we actually launched our latest report, which is the Global Consumer Trend 2024, uh, spotlighting six key trends that we believe will shape the future of consumer behavior. And they are uh, us AI which is the very impactful uh, trend that influenced by the generative AI. The delightful distraction, which is about the spark of joy that needed to, uh, for consumer for their daily purchases. The uh, wellness uh, pragmatist, which is a more uh, practical needs for consumer in terms of their physical and uh, mental uh, health wellness. Uh, the fourth is about the uh, value hackers. Not necessarily cheap, but it's worth the value. Um, we also have the uh, progressively polarized. We all know that over the past few years, lots of things that will uh, make us more stressful happen, and they might uh, and different uh, people might embrace different values and culture, and they, sometimes they might have conflict. And last but not least, we also mentioned about the greenwash out over the past years. Uh, consumers are trying to change their own behavior to make their own daily activities more sustainable. And now they throw this question back to company. How about the company? We already did our part. So can company tell us what have you done? So this is more about the greenwash out trend. Taking that last trend first, uh, at Alibaba, we're very conscious of that and we're on our journey to carbon neutrality. And we're making a point of helping the consumer understand their carbon footprint through shopping. On the Alibaba cloud side, enabling merchants to measure accurately their carbon emissions during the production of products. Could you tell us a little bit more about this trend? Yep, sure. When the World Economic Forum throw the agenda out about the sustainable future, everyone, including the leading companies across the world, have a big question, what shall we do? Because even for the uh, uh, United Nations, they have 17 SDG goals. Uh, uh, all merchants going to do things for all 17 areas. So this is really a big agenda, and this is no way for any companies to achieve in one year, two years' time. It's a medium to long-term goal. So what you mentioned about the measurement, the Alibaba trying to help the customer to understand uh, their carbon emission, their carbon journey footprint, as well as how, what the uh, smaller merchants can do to align with this agenda is definitely uh, a strong uh, plus on this agenda because 
This actually tackling one key pain point on many companies or industry sustainability journey. It's more about are we doing things that uh, align with what our stakeholders expect. There's a company actually asked me a question before. It's like, I have transformed my value uh, supply chain into a sustainable one. But my client doesn't like it because it actually increased the price of their product. So they have less order after the transformation. So that company asked me, why am I going to invest in sustainability? And then my question back to that company is, have you talked to your client before you do that investment? Why don't you talk to them? And so Alibaba is such a great platform for B2B and B2C commerce. It's definitely do a very smart move because they know that they are the bridge. They need to communicate what the merchant has been doing. They actually give them the guideline. Yes, this is the way to prove or to measure your success. And they deliver this message to their customers. So they are actually aligning the interest between stakeholders. That is actually the best win for Alibaba's strategy. And I would say other companies also need to learn about this. Talk, align, and do the next step. I would say this is the biggest learning of this sustainable uh, journey. Going back to the surprise and delight trend that you mentioned, at Taobao and Tmall Group, they are making a lot of investments in content-led e-commerce. Taobao Live is really growing, attracting new content creators to its platform and believes that this is what consumers want. Could you tell us a bit more about what you're seeing? Sure thing. Yeah, I think uh, you actually point out a very important point about this model because the content creation is not necessarily only initiated by the company itself. Live streaming, for example, is not only a retail channel is actually a channel for the audiences and the content creator to connect with each other and deliver what people want, right? It's, I would say, a hybrid model of entertainment as a sales platform, right? So the reason why this is so important is because nowadays, we all know that pandemic, the war, and also lots of stressful events, heightened up of living costs, make us unhappy. So if I'm going to spend time on reading some content, why am I going to read something that makes me more stressed, right? Of course, I need to balance. I need to make myself happy. So making myself happy is not mean that, okay, I'm going to buy something for free. <laughs> it actually means that over the purchasing journey, I want some joy. So this is something that live streamer or the online influencer can do a very good job on that. It could be something that inspire them, right? I still remember there is a live streaming broadcaster in China. She is able to introduce a product within three seconds. And then she keep doing it on and on. It's like a talent show. And someone just criticized, I'm not going to use this influencer because she cannot deliver my product message within three seconds. But to be honest, if we rethink the whole purpose of this campaign, is the influencer trying to deliver the full product specs within three seconds? No. They just want to have some performance just to attract consumer attention. And this is the element and beauty of live streaming. I would say uh, the merchants need to rethink and Alibaba live stream, of course, they do a very good job because there's so many uh, live audience for every single live streaming. It's a great success because they know how to catch the audience attention.
Thank you so much, Herbert, for your insights. That's been a really good, insightful conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Alison. For more tips from entrepreneurs, brands, and experts on successfully navigating the world's second largest economy, subscribe to the Alicar series on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or wherever you choose to listen.